Waking Up with... <laughs> Shivraj Prashant, your host on Good Morning Grammar. Now this show is really all about you. If you hear someone using poor grammar, pronunciation or just enunciating ideas poorly, instead of being rude and correcting them, just turn them over to our Good Morning Grammar experts. Now it's time for Words on Wednesday with Preeti Have you ever been to a beauty parlor and been confronted with ma'am? Would you like to get your upper lips done or been told by someone at a salon that you have beautiful hairs? I know I have. Every single time for the first one and the second in an earlier life. While I would put a lot of that down to the general unfamiliarity with the English language and very basic literacy, I have also heard extremely educated people refer to things as their stuffs. So, let's talk about some of those problematic plurals today. Yes, English is an extremely weird language and I can see that in the arguments my niece now has with us, just like we did as kids, about some of the pronunciation that it involves. For example, I remember giving my mom sleepless nights by referring to those nights as pleasant, insisting that it was the correct way to pronounce pleasant because one of my teachers said so. So yeah, some of the stuff that the guests deal with us on this show can ultimately be traced back to some poor quality of teaching in Indian schools. Stuff you may have to unlearn. Now the wrong use of plurals is as frustrating as it is confusing because some of it makes no sense, right? Take the words that are known as irregular plurals. These are of two types. Nouns that don't change in their plural form and those that don't follow the usual plural spelling rules. Yes, spelling. Same in both singular and plural form. Not spellings. I end up correcting a lot of people about this one. I don't mean to be rude. It's just an occupational hazard and the problem with being what I call a grammar dinosaur. Other words include but are not limited to aircraft, shrimp, deer, moose, sheep, fox, or even offspring. No S or ES is required at the end of any of these to convert them to their plural version. These are examples of the first type of irregular plurals, words that stay the same in their plural form. Not monkey though, here just adding an S is enough to get you the plural. Unlike money, where you add an IES, making it an uncountable plural noun. So you see some uncountable nouns are plural, meaning they have no singular forms with the same meaning and cannot be used with any definite numbers. And their singular versions mean entirely different things. Common examples are, I am buying groceries. This is a call to arms. A plane carrying his mortal remains. Refrigerators are part of white goods. He is an inspector at customs. I have no clothes. Thanks for listening and warm regards. Also, police. 
For example, the grammar police are mostly people well into their 40s. Police, thanks, regards, 40s, they are all examples of the uncountable plural noun. The second kind of irregular plurals are the ones that we are mostly better with or more familiar with, even as we curse the complications of the language while teaching our kids. Mouse, mice. Louse, lice. Woman, man and child. Women, men and children. Person, people. Goose, geese. Foot and feet. Tooth and teeth. Now, have you ever heard the expression, the die has been cast? Meaning, the dice have been thrown. Decisions have been finalized. Dice here is the plural of die. The expression is attributed to the Roman general and statesman Julius Caesar when he crossed the Rubicon. Now, even crossing of the Rubicon has become a phrase in itself as well. Crossing the Rubicon means committing irreversibly to a course of action. Like a watershed moment when you take a fateful or final decision. This also comes from Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon River and starting a war against Pompey and the Roman Senate. Much like we are trying to wage a war against bad grammar on this show. And it's all thanks to our host Shivraj and his gentle persuasion that I'm forced to think of things that can be avoided, all in the interest of better communication. So the next time you're tempted to force the plural, think about poor Luca. Luca who, you may ask? Well, one of my all-time favorite books and films, The Godfather, gave us many memorable dialogues. But it did a great disservice to the plural with one of these uber-famous lines. No, I don't mean the idiomatic going to the mattresses, but another one. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. No, he doesn't. He sleeps with the fish. It's easy to connect with me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is the same on both. Truth About Nobody. That's T-R-U-T-H-A-B-T-N-O-B-O-D-Y. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Till then, see you next Wednesday for a word with me on Good Morning Grammar. I hope what you heard was useful, but we'd love to hear from you as well. You too can feature on any episode by sending in your request or feedback with a voice message on WhatsApp on plus 919625475442 or via email at shivraj at brevis.in. We'd be happy to read out your message here or even play it on an entire Friday special episode. Have a good day and stay tuned for another fresh episode of Good Morning Grammar.